And thank you for coming back. We thank you for coming back, and you thank us for coming back. This is Your Words Against Mine, a competitive reading podcast between siblings. I'm your co-host, Thomas Dempsey. And I'm your co-host, Elizabeth Connor. And, who boy, what a night. In terms of nights, and in terms of boys and who's. Yeah, all of the above. Yeah, but hey, we're here. We're here, (laughs) and we're off to the races with the podcast that you're listening to and that you are definitely hearing. Yes, you're definitely hearing this. Yes, and you're definitely hearing this as we are hearing this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what haven't you been reading, Elizabeth? Um. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't tee you up for that. Okay. Uh, let's roll back. Okay. I'm going to ask, what have you been reading? And then you say. What haven't I been reading? There we go. And then we launch into what haven't I been reading. Okay. Okay. So. <clears throat> take two. Edit this out. Elizabeth, what have you been reading? What haven't I been reading? Wah! And then we uh, put in a little musical stinger. And uh, then I uh, say, this is what haven't I been reading. The uh, part of the show where we talk about what we haven't been reading. Elizabeth, what haven't you been reading? Actually, I really oversold the bit. So let's just scratch all this and you just talk about what you haven't been reading. You know, to be honest, since our last recording, I've been like really boring. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'll be honest. I've been really boring. Like, I ha- we are we are great podcast hosts. We're s- we are both very boring. We are such good podcast hosts. I mean, I've been like, oh, I did think of one development. Okay, that's probably only interesting to me. Um, oh, Dish Girl. <laughs> okay, so like, I haven't been watching anything. I haven't. I've been like working and like doing stuff around the house and sleeping and that's it. And that brings me to what I have not been reading. Um, So I've just been like, I've been so tired. I've been so sick and tired of being tired. And I decided to like, try to do something about it. So I kept seeing this like Instagram and Facebook app about a sleeping app that like, you know, is supposed to help in like, increase your productivity which goodness knows I need that and yeah so anyway I I found it I went on to the little iTunes store on my phone I found it it's called like rise or something and what it does is I don't know if this is like pop science or if it's like fake science I don't know but it talks about how Basically, like your productivity lies in the amount of sleep debt you have. Okay. So basically, like if you don't get a lot of sleep at night, like if you don't get for an adult like us between seven and nine hours of sleep, you get like you start to develop a sleep debt. And the more sleep debt you have, the less productive you will be throughout the day. And so the app like 
tracks when you stop moving your phone for the day and it tracks when you start moving your phone for the day and it kind of uses that to like base when you go to sleep and when you wake up in the morning yeah and from there it calculates how much sleep debt you have either gained or lost and then it generates like your most productive hours for the day So generally, like, people have two times per day that they are the most productive, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, early evening, and it just, and like your sleep debt, whether, like, depending on how much you have, um, kind of affects how long those product, those productivity windows are. Okay. That, I mean, I mean, yeah, like you said, I don't know like about the uh veracity of any of this but it's sounding pretty compelling and have you been um, finding it to be helpful at all actually i have been um you know it does give you like an approximate time it it recommends a time for you to go to sleep because it's like you know based on your sleep debt this is when your body is going to start to produce melatonin so this is when you should go to sleep And I do have a hard time like falling asleep within the window that they give me because it's like, you should fall asleep around 930 at night. And I'm like, I'm a working woman and I'm married and I have a home like you try telling a woman in her 30s that. Yeah. And it's 1120 right now. So oops. Yeah. Oops. That didn't happen tonight. Yeah. But. I kind yeah. of I kind of prepared for tonight because like yesterday, I don't know what it was about yesterday. I was just dragging. Um, I was like, try, I was wanting to fall asleep at like seven thirty last night, and I finally was just like, I'm going to bed, and it was eight o'clock. Oh wow! That I woke up great. I woke up at three something this morning. Oh. And was like, this is too early. Yeah, did you go back to sleep? I tried, but it was too hot in the apartment. Oh, I'm so sorry. That sucks. And also... I mean, there's nothing better than w- waking up and then getting to go back to sleep. And there's nothing worse than waking up and not being able to go back to sleep. Yeah. And also, like, my husband was on my side of the bed. And oh. he kind of woke up, too. And I was like, I need you to move over. And he's like, I can't. And it was because our stepson had come and gotten in the bed with us. Oh. So... <laughs> You've got two adults and a child, like, piled into Aww. our queen-size bed, and we did, yeah. we had no... I want to make I want to make clear, uh, what I'm hearing now is not the reverb of me coming through your earbuds. It's the sound of all of our listeners hearing that story and going, aww. <laughs> so, yeah, you've got, like, me, my husband, my stepson, um... And then you've got one of the cats, like, sleeping on top of me. And that was how I woke up at 3 o'clock this morning. So why do you think you were hot? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was that. That sure is some not reading you had going on there. Yeah. Uh, I had, uh, you mentioned sleep. I had an occasion for less of it earlier this week uh a little uh history 
Last year, I got a uh, biopsy done on a mole that I had on my stomach just to get a look at, and the test results came back. Um, uh, let's see, what was the term? Basically, it was weird, but not bad. <laughs> or like, it was the sort of thing where they're glad they took it off, but by um, by like a reasonable uh, estimation, it wasn't anything too serious, but they were happy to have it off and they said just to like come back if it looked like there had been any sort of developments or uh, recurring of pigment so it's been sort of scarring since then i know you showed is, it to uh, me yeah yeah you've seen it so it's like <laughs> this little pink nub on my stomach that's uh just scar tissue but it's something that uh i've been sort of getting urged to get looked at so I called last Friday. I called the dermatologist's office, and they had an opening for Monday morning at eight fifteen. Mm. Meaning that to get there uh, at a reasonable rate, I had to wake up at seven, which I'm sure is nothing to uh, I don't know any of the uh, uh, school teachers in our audience, but um, for a delivery driver who doesn't start his shift until like eleven. That is a substantial change from the norm. Otherwise, life's been sort of boring. Uh, there's a new Magic the Gathering expansion that I've been digging into online, but otherwise, uh, yeah, that's sort of how I've been going on. Very cool. Oh, I, yeah. for I forgot to mention, I have a college student following me around work. Uh, I I should hope that that is... Uh, mute, um, consensual yeah no she's supposed to be there okay Alrighty, that's good yeah i just didn't want you just casually dropping that you had a stalker no 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 she is a uh, future music educator in training nice so she yeah, is that's pretty cool so she is going to be observing me and her first day was today did y'all do anything special um we finished up we finished up a song singing in unison which i have not even though you would think that that's something that you would just like have children do it's not something that i've had my kids really do a lot and you know there's there's all there's all different kinds of you know educatee reasons why you would want to have children do that so we you know we finished that up and kind of an introduction to like dynamics and this is what all these little weird symbols mean whenever you're looking at a piece of notation you know we had those conversations and like having to explain to children that when you see mf on a piece of music notation it does not mean mother ever yeah it means mezzo forte of course all right. So now that we got all that real life stuff out of the way, let's talk books. All right. Uh, what we're uh, going to be going about it a bit more fast and loose this time around, so we won't be going through everything we've read uh, over the past two weeks, and then instead we're just going to sort of hone in on that one book that really spoke to us. So, did you want to take the lead, or shall I? Um. Oh, this is so hard. I have two books. If I promise to be quick, can I talk about both of them? Absolutely. You can talk about one, then I'll 
throw mine into the ring, and then you can talk about the other one. Okay. So, I have discovered a new series that I am just so thrilled about. Um, it is called the S- Scourge Survivor Series. Okay. And the first book in the series is Blaze Ignites, and it is by J.L. Madore. 420. 420? Yeah, you said Blaze. Oh. Sorry, I was a little slow on the uptake there. Yeah, because you're blazing. <laughs> Igniting. Okay. I'm saying you smoke weed. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. <laughs> okay. But you know what I think is really funny? Like, What's that? Like, Brian's grandfather, whenever he talks about people getting drunk, he talks about them getting high. Oh, well, yeah, it's got a it's a, a term with some uh, legacy to it. And, like, the first time he said that, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, why is he talking about marijuana? And then I was like, oh, no, he's talking about getting drunk. Okay. Sure. Yeah, which, of course, we uh, millennials refer to as getting, uh, wow, it is hard to think up slang on the fly. Um, uh, what, well, okay, well, what do your students call getting drunk? Uh, yeah. What are the elementary schoolers that you teach (laughs) getting faded? Is that in still in parlance? I have no idea because like former students of mine may have felt comfortable talking about it at school. Um, but my current students definitely do not. Okay. You're not quite at the, uh. You're not getting invited out for nights on the town. No, and I'm definitely fourth and, I'm, and fifth graders. And I'm definitely not being accused of spiking my coffee. Oh like, wow! Did that oh yeah, that happened. happened. That happened. That's so cool. That's not the word I would use for were, it, but, but okay. Sound, yeah. Oh, they sound awesome. <laughs> they should be fully validated in all of their ideas and life choices. Oh, right. We were talking about Blaze Ignite. <clears throat> yeah, so we were talking about Blaze Ignites, um, which is a, which is the first book in the Scourge Survivor series. And yes, I found it on Kindle Unlimited. So the author is, I think her name is J.L. Madore, which I feel, okay. I feel like after um, Fifty Shades of Grey, because you know she. What was her name? E.L. James? Yeah. Um, you I th- feel like the whole, like the initial last name uh, format has sort of become popularized? Yeah. I really do. Because in a lot of the books I read, that's that's what the author's, like that's the author's name is initials yeah. and last name. Yeah. Do you, do you think there's like an anonymity element to it? Because, well, E.L. James is a pseudonym, isn't it? Maybe. I don't know. It's been yeah, so it's long fun. since I read those books. But no, yeah, you were saying. Okay, so, but I read somewhere that it's a very popular um, tool used by women because it helps to, like, defeminize them and get them more readers. Okay, even though they're writing in, I guess, uh, well, of course, you said this was more of like a... Uh, a post-apocalyptic genre? No, this this one is like a fantasy romance. 
Okay. Because that seems like something that would have, like, an unambiguously, like, female audience. Yeah. um, But that's, I mean, that's just something I noticed. I don't know if they think that, like, I don't know, if they think that, like, men who, as far as I know, don't typically read, like, romance novels. Um, I don't know if they think that men will just be like, oh, well, this person's not a woman and pick the book up. Like, I don't know. So, so yeah, so Blaze Ignites, uh, it's fantasy romance and it takes place in a, in a fae kingdom, F-A-E fae, and the main character's name is Jade and her code name is Blaze because she's basically a part of like the police force over like within the fae realm. She and her adopted sister discover a race of elves that they thought were extinct. Okay. Now, when you say elves, are they like uh, like Tolkien elves yeah. or Santa's elves? No, like Tolkien's elves. Because in this particular series, there's like seven different kinds of elves. And okay. this is one kind that nobody has seen in like 8,000 years. So they thought they were extinct. And anyway, they find them and adventures ensue. And what I really liked about the book was I feel like a lot of first books in a series, like because they're doing so much world building, it's very much like the first 25 chapters of my book are going to be about world building. And then the last 15 chapters of my book are going to be like the actual story. Sure. And this book, like... It was all story from beginning to end, and it very much, like, built the world around the plot line, if that makes sense. So you got an an idea of this reality as the story was progressing. I mean, that seems like a good way to do it. It does, but I feel like it's just not done a lot. I mean, I'm sure it's hard to... I mean, it's hard to write any book well let alone like uh consistently yeah but like the the, this first book in the series like just made me so excited for the rest of the series so yeah and it has the rest of the books been published yet yes okay so that's you don't you won't have to like wait for the next one to come in nope and the name of that book again blaze ignites by jl madore that's uh, so. That's your first book. Uh, the book I want to talk about from the past couple weeks has been uh, a recent acquisition. Uh, now you're familiar with George Saunders, are you not? I am. Okay. Yeah, I believe you've read some of his short stories. Yep. Well, he recently uh, released a new book that is not so much a collection of short stories as it is a lecture about them. It's called A Swim in a Pond in the Rain, and what it is is essentially a uh, condensed version of a seminar class in short story writing that he's been teaching for more or less the last 20 years or so because mm-hmm. he's a uh, creative writing teacher at Syracuse University oh which I guess is really famous for its uh, writing program yeah and so yeah so the course itself is on the the Russian short story and how the, uh, George Saunders book works is it takes a handful of famous Russian short stories by authors like Chekhov and Tolstoy and uh, Gogol 
and it has those like reprinted in the book so you basically read the whole story and then it includes an essay by Saunders like breaking down various elements of the writing and the story and the writer's sensibilities and basically uses these seven stories as a roadmap for his for like some of his more broad philosophies of writing and uh like as someone who is like has a uh, background in creative writing themselves and who is always sort of like in that like sort of ever uh present state of wanting to write and never really getting around to it this book sort of feels like a nice push towards that it um also of course like coincided with a desire to get more into russian literature because i've had some exposure to it over the last several years i've uh, always drawn towards uh fiction and translation and there seems to be a wealth of like russian literature available in that regard and uh, not to spoil the uh, reading challenge that you assigned me last week but that's absolutely something i've been looking to get into more mm-hmm. and so i think it was either before just before or just after uh buying the george saunders book i picked up a bunch of oxford editions of uh some russian novels at uh, m judson mm-hmm. which is the uh my go-to bookstore in greenville and um it, oxford uh editions being like a fairly like uh well-produced budget brand of uh these books uh-huh and um i was wanting to get around to reading like at least a couple of them like since i got them but uh, i guess it just never really got around to it uh i've been reading other stuff certainly and i've been keeping up with the um uh, the reading challenge that you assigned the last time on the, uh, oh goodness, what was it called? What's the app called? Serial. Serial, yeah, I've been keeping up with the Serial app pretty well. But, um, uh, spoiler alert, just to jump ahead to this, uh, I'm probably not going to be in a position to talk about it by next episode. Okay. Just given the length of the book I've selected. Alright, okay. But... But uh, I do have a um, an alternative plan for the next episode vis-a-vis, like, what would take the place of a challenge discussion. So we'll be able to get more into that okay. uh, later on. Okay. So uh, do you want to go ahead and talk about your second book? Um, yes. So my second book is called... Blood of a Huntsman, which is the second installment of the After Darkness Falls series um, by May Sage. I talked about the first book. Um, I talked about the first book a couple of episodes ago, and that was After Darkness Falls. And I've got to say, like, you know, I feel like a little bit of steam usually falls off with the second book in a series. And now the second book in this series like was shorter, but the second book kept all of the elements that I wanted. Like, yes, it had the romance aspect, but with this political series, it also kept um, the political intrigue that I was wanting and like the action that I was wanting. Um, Okay. 
So, so far this series is still holding out strong and I'm excited to go on to the next one. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it. And I'll look forward to see how things wrap up. Sounds good. All right. And that's uh, probably a good time to put in a break. But when we come back, we'll be talking about this week's reading challenge yep. or the uh, summation of this week's reading challenge. And uh, we'll see you back in a little bit for that. And welcome back to your Words Against Mine podcast. Um, so we just got done talking about some of the books that we read uh, for this go round. And now we're going to get into the challenge, which this week we'll be talking about the challenge that Thomas issued to me two episodes ago. That's right. And for anyone just joining this episode, uh, how this usually works is we'll be discussing a previously issued challenge by one of us to the other, and then follow that up with the assigning of a new challenge. And uh, the challenge that we're discussing today was the first that I assigned to Elizabeth uh, about a month ago. It was to read three volumes from a manga series titled To Your Eternity. Elizabeth, ha we haven't discussed it yet. Nope. Did you complete your challenge? No. No. You didn't complete it? Um, so here's what happened. Okay. Uh. Oh, oh, wait, hold on. Before you say anything else. Are the books okay? Yes, the books are fine. Oh, thank the Lord. Okay, <laughs> you can continue. Okay. Um, so here's what happened. I was like, okay, I I read through, I, I know my reading speed. And I was like, I can read through manga pretty quickly. Um, like, I was very cocky and confident about that aspect of my reading life. And I was just like, oh, I'll do it like a couple days before we film. Oh, I'll do it a couple days before we record. And then it got to today. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I have not read those books yet. So... Um, we got home from my husband's grandfather's house and I sat down to read and I got the first two, I got the first two novel, uh, the, I got the first two books read. Okay. But, and, and I got like 15 pages into the third one and then we had to sit down and deal with our technical issues and then start right. recording. So can I get partial okay. credit? <laughs> uh well the challenge was to read all three books so no okay i yeah. am gonna i also, am i am gonna finish the third one though because i really like the series well that is a relief because goodness knows i would have just been at a loss if you just tuned in and was like yeah no you're this series sucks and you suck for liking it. <laughs> no, I, I was sitting here and I was like literally like three pages into the first book. And I was like, man, this would make such a good movie. <laughs> well, you, it, you're not far off. It is receiving an anime adaptation in April. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be so good. I hope. I hope they don't yeah. I hope they don't mess it up based on what I've read so well, far. But and yeah. I mean, I, I well, yeah. Do you want to tell uh, people what the story is? But I mean, like, I'm, I'm kind of figuring that out. Um, okay, so basically, there's this 
orb that is put on earth and it takes it can take on the shape of whatever it comes into contact with um so it starts off as like a rock and then some moss and then a wolf and and then the wolf meets a boy and sad things happen and it just it just kind of keeps going on from there so basically like this orb takes can take on the shape of whatever thing or person it comes in contact with and through its and it's constantly seeking stimuli so that it can continue to grow um so where I am at the like where I am in the point of the manga like where I am in the third book it has taken on several forms at this point yes and it's gonna take on more i know but right now you did um you did characterize uh a certain rhythm as being the the blank meets blank and sad things happen yeah and that you could pretty much writ large describe this series as that yeah i mean like i guess you tried to warn me i don't know but like it's so sad but like in a really beautiful way Right. And I will um I will um correct just one point that you made uh for listeners the uh, mechanic of the plot is that the being can take on the form of anything that it comes into contact with that dies. If you notice like from the plot is that yeah. everything that it is like proves itself to be able to uh, like assimilate and take the form of is something that it was with as it was dying. Yeah. So that also sort of like keys you into the, uh, I like tone of the story. (sighs) But there was like, like towards the end of the second book, there was like this scene Uh. in the woods (laughs) (laughs) and I'm sitting here going, what what are you doing to my heart? <laughs> oh yes, it gets to you. And uh, do you have the books with you, like nearby? I have the first two, like right here next to me. Okay, uh, can you read off who the author's name is? Yoshitoki Oima. Yoshitoki Oima, right? Okay, I do need to issue a correction here because uh, when I first assigned the book to you. I may have stated that they were a woman. Uh-huh. And I feel like that was a um a conflation of uh s- certain facts on my part. Oshitomi Oshito Say again. Yoshitoki Oima. Yoshitoki Oima. I believe they are a man, but that their previous series called A Silent Voice was adapted into film by a uh a female director, and okay. that's what I was conflating. But um, yeah, so this is their uh, Oima's new series, and uh, it's pretty extensive, is my understanding. I think the book count is up to thirteen volumes. Oh my goodness! I don't know if my heart can take thirteen volumes. Yeah, um, but 
I'll be real though, I haven't read much further beyond the books I gave you because honestly, I felt like the end of book three was a good resolution point, like just like to it for like ducking out if you wanted to like take a break from engaging okay. with it. Okay. So I've got a couple more books in the series to get through. Uh, before I have to start, like, buying more. Yeah. But it's also, I think, available on certain e-readers, like certain manga e-readers. Okay. So I could probably just look it up that way. Okay. But, yeah, I, I'm sorry that I didn't finish it. I was too confident. I was overly confident in myself. But I'm still going to finish it because I'm really enjoying it. Well, I'm happy to hear that. And I'm happy to say that uh, you're still not getting any credit. <laughs> but um but that's all right this was more just a, like a friendly challenge sort of thing uh, i believe the stipulation was that if you completed it you would receive uh 3000 uh 30000 words rather yeah uh added to your word total um so uh your that your penalty for not completing the challenge is essentially just not getting those words yeah so but that I think you'll be able to overcome it. I, I think so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm happy to hear that you'll uh, be interested in pursuing that series further. Like, you know what it reminded me of while I was reading it? How's that? It reminded me of a combination of that cartoon, The Snowman... Oh wow! Uh, the one... It's funny you mentioned that. I just rewatched that the other month with uh, Liz and Caleb. Yeah, so it reminded me of like a combination of that, and do you remember that like Gar that Garfield animated special with like Garfield throughout the ages? Yes, Gar the Nine Lives of Garfield. Yeah, it reminded me of that too. That's wild. Yeah, I do. I have the book that that animated special was based on because it was like just a uh, creative writing experiment that Jim Davis uh, set for himself like back in like the, I want to say like 90s at some point. Yeah. And they ran with the book and then they wanted to adapt the book into a TV special and they had to come up with new stories for the special because certain stories from the book were just too mature mm -hmm. like there's like a film noir story and there's like one story that's sort of like uh plague dogs yeah where like that incarnation of garfield is an escapee from like a lab yep but yeah that is that is such a like specific pool that like just sort of came back to me yeah that's like like those like, I was reading this manga, and I'm just immediately taken back to, like, spending the night at Grandma's house, eating pizza, on her sleeper sofa, watching that animated special. Because we rented it from Blockbuster. Right. That is an old sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I... Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Well, yeah. I, I just I just stole that joke from uh, John Mulaney, so <sighs> don't give me too much credit. Yeah, that that yeah that was an old sentence. All right, 
So it sounds like you enjoyed To Your Eternity. Uh, I did. Uh, so what's my next challenge? Up. Well, before we do that, do you want to get into your um, our word totals? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can do that. All right. So I got my notes set up here. Okay. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, get, announce mine. Okay. So, And it's just as well that you uh, failed this challenge because I feel like this has been a rather lackluster uh, period for my reading goals. Uh, since we last met, or at the time that we last recorded, I had a word total of 459,222.4 words read. In the time since, I have read three books. I read a novella by Atessa Mosfig. I'm sure I'm butchering that pronunciation, but it's a novella called McGlue that I checked out from the library, and it was 33,280 words. The next book pertinent to this show was Everyone Has a Podcast Except You by the McElroy Family. That's a uh, how-to book about uh, creating and recording and distributing a podcast. So uh, a lot of the technical jargon that we talked about uh, before recording this came from there. And that book had an estimated word count of 60,320 words. And then, of course, we had A Swim in a Pond in the Rain by George Saunders, which I talked about. The longest book I read... Uh, during this period, it was 139,297.6 words, mm. which added to my previous word total brings my current word total up to 692,120 words. Okay. So... All right. And... Oh, go ahead. No, you go. Oh, okay. So, um, my previous word total was 525,522 words. Um, and in the interim, I have read four books. They were 40 Fabulous and Fay um, by Melinda Chase, and that was 31,944 words. And then Blaze Ignites, which I spoke about earlier, and that was 87,948 words. And then I used the serial app to read the yellow wallpaper and that was did you read all of it i did read all of it it was in two okay so you're not doing like the day by day uh recommended reading you're forging ahead well no the yellow wallpaper was two days worth oh okay yeah wait how how long were your reading sessions uh they were about 14 minutes a piece Okay, so you were able to read the whole book in like a half hour? Yeah. Okay. Um, All right, I guess I didn't... I've got an edition of the Yellow Wallpaper, and I guess it must be like a collection of other writings, too. Yeah, because it's really short. It's like 11,000 words. And then I read Blood of a Huntsman, which I mentioned earlier, and that one was 61,662 words. And that brings my word total up to, sorry, I had done the math earlier. I'm having to do it again real quick. That brings my word total up to 718,076 words. 
Wow. So if anything, the gap is still closing. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's pretty cool. All right. Well, now that we know where we stand, it's time to issue the next challenge in our competition. All right. Uh, but before I do that, just to drag it out a little bit longer, I did want to touch on an aspect of the challenge you issued me last week, uh, last episode. Now, one caveat you made was that with regards to certain books, uh, it was po- possible that I would not be able to get around to finishing a book using the serial app by the time our next episode start came. Correct. Right. Well, that is very much the case because whereas I believe your the yellow wallpaper had like two uh, sections uh-huh. to be read. Uh, the book I chose has uh, 169 sections. Okay. So, look forward to me discussing that book sometime this summer, which I am keeping up with the daily uh, selections, but uh, unless I just like really went hog on forging ahead, then there is... It's very unlikely I would get around to finishing that book in time to discuss for the next episode. Right. However, that did prompt me with an alternative subject for discussion come next time with the fact that we have with a fact that we have sort of overlooked in that we are recording this episode and will be recording our next episode during Black History Month. Yes. So, one thing I thought that we could do in lieu of a challenge discussion is, in the time between now and our next episode, get in some uh, reading by uh, black authors. Okay. And have that to uh, engage with. All right. I love it. I've got some books here that I, um, I've got some books here that I've been meaning to get around to, and I've hit up the library today on my break from work. So I've got some more books from there to get into. And uh, yeah, I think that'll make for a good episode. Okay, awesome. But uh, at any rate, now that finally brings us to the assigning of your next challenge, which again ties into something that uh, I was talking about before. Uh, With the challenge you assigned me with the Serial app, you mentioned the challenge for me being a mutual challenge for you and that you wanted to read more classic books this year. Yes. Well, my challenge for you this episode is likewise a challenge I am setting for myself and that there is a kind of book that I too wish to read more of in this year. And that is short story collections. Ooh, I love it. Yes. So Short story collections are by far the kind of book I buy the most of that I am least likely to get around to reading. So I've got like probably in excess of a dozen short story collections just on my shelves that I have not cracked in the all the time I've owned them. So I'm going to be looking to resolve that in the near future. Okay. So what my challenge for you is uh, over the next month, you are to read two Short story collections. Now, short story collections don't have to be especially long. Most of, uh, a lot of the ones I own are about as long as, say, uh, your standard novel. Mm -hmm. But I'm just going to give you, uh, set two short story collections for you to read and just have that be your goal. Okay. And, 
yeah, look forward to it. All right, and I accept. Uh, that's good. <laughs> All right, well, and well, that does it for another episode of Your Words Against Mine. A very, a very rewarding episode, I must say, because honestly, it was kind of rough there for a second. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, for the listeners at home, those technical difficulties were legit. But we overcame, we saw it through, we got it in, and now we're here to say... Okay, bye. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.